The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At that time, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was hungry. The tempter approached and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become loaves of bread. He said in reply, It is written, One does not live on bread alone but on every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and made him stand on the parapet of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and with their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, Again it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Then the devil took him up to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their magnificence. And he said to him, All these I shall give to you if you will prostrate yourself and worship me. At this Jesus said to him, Get away, Satan. It is written, The Lord your God shall you worship, and him alone shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, of endless glory. One day the devil challenged God to a basketball game, heaven against hell. The Lord just laughed. You can't win. I've got two of the greatest NBA coaches up here, Red Auerbach and Chuck Daly. Plus, we've got Reggie Lewis. And just a few weeks ago, we got Kobe Bryant. The devil only smiled. Yes, Lord, but you forget. Down here... We have all the officials. Mm. The devil is real. Now, despite all the jokes, he is no fairy tale. Satan actually exists. He's not just a sign representing evil. Last summer, some misguided priest in Italy suggested the devil is uh, just a symbol for evil. Exorcists from all over the world came down on him, came down hard. 
they have actually encountered the devil. Last November, in a morning homily, Pope Francis made it clear, Satan exists. Our Lord encountered the devil. And as clever as the devil might be, he is still either dumb enough or bold enough to try to lead the Son of God into sin. Our Lord is like us in all things but sin. But yes, he was tempted. He felt the attraction of the devil's words. It it sounded good. But our Lord did not take the bait. And he must have thought this was an important episode in his life. He told his disciples the story. Otherwise, they would not have known about it. They weren't there. Our Lord told them because he wanted them to know Satan is real. In this day and age, it's, it's hard to imagine the devil. Come on. Yet Satan is real. We all have met him through our mutual friend, sin. And the devil is not scary. The devil is attractive. The devil is alive and well. Attraction to sin can quickly get out of hand. Temptation moves quickly. Before long, what starts out as something that seems harmless can plunge us in to the depths of evil. In the gospel, unlike Adam and Eve, our Lord does not get into polite conversation with the devil. Our Lord, from the get-go, is not interested. Christ slams the door in Satan's face quicker than we can hang up on a telemarketer. Temptation can be like a roller coaster. Once a roller coaster hits the top, racing down the other side, there's no stopping it. And if we go for a ride, temptation can be a roller coaster that takes us to a point where we cannot stop. That's why we pray in the act of contrition that we will avoid the near occasions of sin. And yet we take chances. One Sunday, a lovely young lady up in the choir loft fell over the side. Her foot got caught in the railing. And she hung there, upside down, with her skirt around her head, exposing her beautiful legs. The priest in the pulpit saw the spectacle. He shouted, whoever looks back will be struck blind. One man whispered to the guy beside him, I'm going to risk one eye. (laughs) Temptation is not worth the risk. Don't even go there. It can lead to trouble. Never forget, God is on our side. We've got the powerful one on our team. When we struggle against temptation, we've got Christ in our corner. He had his own divinity in his favor when the devil came after him, and now we have Christ. Yet the devil is a force to be reckoned with. But Satan's power, unlike God's power, is not infinite. Satan is not all-knowing. Notice in the gospel, he's not even sure who Jesus is. He says, if you are the Son of God, if you are the Son of God. He doesn't know everything. He can't do everything. 
But movies about evil mistakenly present good versus evil as a level playing field. There's no contest. God always wins in the end. Our Lord will give us grace to resist temptation if we ask him. During Lent, we are called to increase our devotion to prayer. Lent strongly suggests more than just a Mass on Sunday. Consider daily Mass. If not every day, then just consider an extra day or two. And to be honest, if the last three days are any indication, daily Mass attendance is not much better than the stock market this week. It's not up. And the same is true for Friday Stations of the Cross. If everybody were taking Lent seriously, more people would be here. Jesus Christ, who conquers Satan, hands down, is here for us in the Eucharist. Satan and all his power is no match for him. Now, the devil might be the subject of lots of jokes, but he is no joke. Not only is the devil real, he is real smart. He wants to talk to all of us this week. Steer clear right away. Let Christ help. He's been there, done that. Lent is the time to focus on the devil, his clever, cunning tricks. Yet all can be overcome by God's power. In prayer, particularly at Mass, beg for God's grace to resist sin. In good versus evil, we are the major players. The referee who makes the calls is God, and God wants us to win. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in